Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Hey, this is Kevin Gosman. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's best sports talk. Hey, this is Jay Gibbons. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's best sports talk. Boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing listening host, Matt Sroka, and as always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. How's it going? It's just you and I today. Yep, just a two-man two man show today. Right. We all knew Burt was going to quit at some point. We got rid of the dead weight. Three, three, three losses in a row for the Ravens, and yeah. uh, he's at Costco on Monday nights. Yep, so if you see him at Costco, say what's up to him, because he's not with us tonight. And I, I, I think the well, I thought, and I was, I'm a little mad he's not here, because I bet he would be excited about this uh, Joe Flacco news. The, we'll the, the drama, yeah, which I yeah. think is pretty fascinating. Um, it was actually a good weekend for Ravens football. When you look at the teams who lost, the Bengals lost big, the Patriots lost. Yeah. So for the Ravens not playing, it might have been their best weekend the in a while. Didn't lose. Yeah. Um, is your so does this? I was thinking about this as watching those those games. A lot of them were blowouts. There's yeah. not very many good games. It's part of the NFL. Is the NFL is definitely changed not only in our lifetime but just in the past five years of us doing this show. Yeah, uh, it's changed to the point that it's a such a pass happy league right now that you're getting these ridiculous scores. Yeah, uh, and some of them are hard to figure out. Like like the Bills putting up forty points last week. That one's hard to figure out. The Titans. Uh, Beating up on the Patriots was hard to figure the, out. The 49ers bringing in a third-string quarterback. Yeah, and dominating the, the Raiders last right. week. And and even, even uh, did you mention the Bengals? Yeah, the Bengals uh, getting blown out. Yeah, which I thought the Bengals were kind of good, and I thought yeah. the Saints were good, but not that good because we right. were an extra point away from tying the Saints. Right. And so the, does this change how you kind of feel about the Ravens, seeing the Saints dominate and seeing it, other teams in the AFC kind of struggle? I mean, I think you look at it this and you say, all right, there's uh, maybe – Two good teams in the NFL, two great teams. Who we said the the uh, Saints the, and the Rams. This, and you know what? I'll put the Chiefs in there and too. In there Let's too. say three. There's three good teams. And other one that, and one in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, there's a whole lot of mediocre. Yeah. Because uh, that's that's totally what we're seeing. We're seeing teams that 
play tight games, and then we're seeing like next week they're either blown out or they're blowing someone else out. Um, did you mention Titans Patriots? Yeah, yeah. All right. Though I would say from even I, Cowboys was a surprise last night. Yeah, the Eagles, uh, former world champs, yeah. uh, are struggling. Uh, the Redskins look like the best team in that division, which is weird. It's very weird. Yeah, I, the, I, the thought process of the Redskins fan is funny. Like, it's very much how Baltimore fans treat the Orioles, where the Redskins fans are excited that, like, oh, maybe they'll get a chance in the playoffs. Maybe like they don't have any confidence in their team, but they think, oh, well, it'd be cool if we get in the playoffs this year. Where Raven fans are different because we're kind of been spoiled with the. Uh, with the playoffs, that it's more of a what's the point of getting to the playoffs if you can't win the whole thing? Yeah, though, if you talk to Redskins fans, they also say, like, we know even if we get a home game because we win our division, we're going to lose in week yes. one. Yes. Well, I in the first week of the playoffs. Yes. Well, that's that's also – that is like the Oriole fan, the beat-up yeah. Oriole fan that you expect failure. Yeah. Well, I think they in some ways have it worse because – how many times did we see the Nationals, who look like the best team in the NL, just go out in the first round every time? Well, we've we've had this the conversation finally, before. Finally, got over the hump. We've had this conversation before about how, in our opinion, Washington sports fans are some of the, the uh, have it the worst. Yeah, because every year their teams are hyped up, and every year they fall apart. Uh, John Wall still hasn't done anything for the Wizards. Yeah, I know there are some, and again, there that's another team who got the playoffs. Right, I think they won one playoff series. With John Wall, and 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 that's been it, and and so like there are reasons that I want to hate the Nationals. I think there's reasons Oriole fans should hate the Nationals, right? Going back to the mass dispute, coming yes. back to them even coming here and taking away our fans. The, the the fact that this team would be completely different if the Nationals never came. Yeah, that we would be a large market team competing with the Red Sox, Yankees. Yeah, um, but, is, is enough to hate them. Yeah, and so we should hate them, but. But the fact that they always choke like dogs in the playoffs makes it's it a always, little bit hard to hate. It's always entertaining. It's <laughs> always entertaining. It's a little bad for them. Oh, and we didn't mention, too, talk, talking about teams playing well. I, I could argue right now that the best football, best team in football, you didn't even mention. And that's, yeah, I did. I don't think Who you are you did. going with? Tennessee Titans? No, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yo, on, you're on Thursday, they that's destroyed true. the Panthers. They did. And and, the, and they beat us before that. I mean, they're they're looking like a team who's really hitting on all that cylinders. That is. They are. They are. Um, so they've been I'm, hot lately. I'm amazed with the Titans and what the Titans have, have done in the past few weeks. I am, too, after they played us. And, yeah. And they look like they, like they like couldn't garbage. do a thing. They couldn't, the quarterback couldn't even throw right, it. Right. So, But now they're like. It really makes you wonder about uh, I don't even remember what's Lafont or whatever this offensive guy, their offensive coordinator for the Titans for the Titans that his, now you're starting to hear his name of, of to being tossed around for for maybe the Ravens next year. Oh really? Because that's the uh, this is as a head coach. Yeah, yeah. This is the week of Ravens drama. We you, have a head coach. You mentioned well, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the Joe Flacco stuff, and we got to get to that. But there was also more drama this weekend with with CBS. Uh, Jason Lacampora, our favorite, our favorite guy. Yeah, uh, Jason Lacampaca. Right. Yeah. Putting out a putting out an article about how John Harbaugh and the Ravens have already made up their mind to go separate ways after this season. Yeah, I, I'll say that this whole thing, this whole bye week, has been like the best bye week ever. It, that, I, that's why I don't buy any of it. It seems like it's too perfect for bye week drama. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, are you telling me if the Ravens make the playoffs and go deep into the playoffs, John Harbaugh's not coming back? No. He's, he's walk, back. walking out to the sunset, Super Bowl champion. <laughs> no, that's zero chance that's happening. The, right. And that's what I thought was weird, too. Because, But if you don't go into the playoffs, of course you're not going to let a coach in back for his final year. You Obviously. never do that. That's how football works. Yes. And, and we we knew this from the beginning of the season. I could have written the article before the season started. Yep. If they don't make the playoffs, John Harbaugh's gone. We knew Everyone this. Everyone knows this. We knew this last season. Yes. We we thought it was last season, and then we said, all right, well, there were a bunch of injuries. We'll give them one yeah. more try. Yeah. Sorry, but Joe Flacco getting hurt at the bye week, in a late bye week, isn't enough to keep you another year. Yeah, and the offensive line injuries, like you could make an argument we've had injuries. Yeah. But I don't care if every player on the starting team gets injured. If we don't make the playoffs, John Harbaugh's gone. Exactly, this year, yes. Right. But but the reason I've liked, I've liked this bye week is there's so many stories within stories, well, right? And and none of these stories are coming from the Ravens. Yeah. Not a single one of these stories has came out of the castle. Is it true? I don't know if this is true or not. I saw this on the, on the <laughs> I'm Twitter. I'm going to say no. I saw this on the Twitter that the hit Joe Flacco hip story all started with someone calling 105.7 – 
because they saw Joe Flacco on crutches outside the castle. That's right. right. Is that true or not? I heard the same thing. I heard that someone saw Joe Flacco on crutches. And, and called I into said, the radio show, and then they looked into I, I it. I didn't and, hear about the radio okay. show. But, sorry, but if you see Joe Flacco on, on crutches, uh, pics or it never happened. You got to get that picture. Yeah, yeah. You got to get the I mean, we, we have iPhones for a reason. This is why we were given iPhones. But also, Joe's getting old. Joe took a big hit. If let's get it, let's just dig into the Joe Flacco injury. So the story is that Joe Flacco got hurt early got in that Steelers, Steelers game. game. Yeah. We all saw the big hit. We saw him stretching throughout the game afterward. Yeah, and he saw, apparently couldn't even sit on the bench. He had right, to walk around. Right, I'm pretty sure we saw him sitting on the bench at one point. Okay, in well, the fourth quarter. Are, I remember sit seeing him on TV sitting on the bench. Uh, reports are he hasn't he hasn't sat right. down since Sunday. Right, that's what I read. Yeah, exactly. And that's the he even got one of those standing cars. Right now, here's the <laughs> segue. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, here's the problem. The problem is Joe Flacco's getting old, just like any of us. If okay. you take a big hit, you're going to be sore. Joe Flacco's going to be sore. Yeah. He's got two weeks to get better. Right. He's probably going to get better in two weeks. Right. I mean, it was it was cold this weekend. My hip is sore from the cold weather. Right. I wasn't hit by a Steeler. Right. So I haven't seen a picture of Joe Flacco on crutches. So I don't buy that story. It sounds like it's awfully convenient with the timing that's coming up. Not to make all the drama about Lamar starting, but the bye week and there's nothing else to talk about. And suddenly, oh, Joe's banged up. Yeah. And if I'm the Ravens, if I'm John Harbaugh, I don't say anything either way. Right. Because why give the Bengals any more information? If the Bengals want to believe that Joe's not playing, let them believe it. So you're of the uh, belief that Joe is definitely going to play on Sunday. I'm in the belief that Joe will play on Sunday, yes. Yeah. I think he's banged up like any player is going to be banged up midseason. And and there's and the media ran with this and blew it up because it feeds it feeds straight into what the uh callers of one oh five seven fan the want. It co- falls into this backup quarterback drama and the excitement of Lamar Jackson because everyone thinks that Lamar Jackson was a was a number one draft pick overall. And he's going to turn this organization around. And I think Lamar could be fun to watch. I don't think Lamar's ready yet. And I don't really want to see Lamar play on Sunday if this is the game that depend that the entire season is rest, relying on. Yeah, so you have all these like stories going at once, right? You have the John Harbaugh story, which is related to this Sunday because this is kind of it, right? If you, if you lose, your playoff chances are shot. So this is kind of your last chance. And so... Right. From from his perspective, he's probably going to try to put the best player who can win now. And then within that, there's this debate, is this Joe Flacco a made-up injury, as in just some talk about the bye week, or even some people are saying the Ravens might to use pass the as, torch as an excuse to, to, to pass the torch. But then with, within all of this, there's this another debate that's going on, um, besides who can give you the best chance to win now, Lamar or Joe, within that debate is, wait a minute, who can give you the best chance to win, Lamar or or RG three, right. Joe Flacco I, I, can't go. I've been on top all of that. Of this is I've been on top of that argument all weekend. It was fun. Uh, can we start with the the passing the torch? The hey, this injury is all fake in order to pass the torch with Lamar. Sure. Do you think there's? Do you? It, I when I look at that, like to me, I'm like, look, that would make sense if Lamar showed anything to that he was ready to start. It would make sense if you do if you lose to the Bengals and then you make up the story next week. It would make sense to me. Why would you have? Why would you pass the torch to the Lamar as a as a coaching staff who's on the hot seat, who's gone if you don't make the playoffs on the most on the game that you must win? Why would you decide to pass the torch? Yeah, only if you think Lamar gives you a better chance to win. But based on what we've seen, it's hard to imagine that. And based on what I'm hearing reports about him doing in practice, it's hard to imagine that. Right. So yeah, I think that's absolutely fake news. And don't this is not passing the torch. And don't tell me. Just look at Lamar's college footage. Yeah. Because whatever he did in college means nothing in the well, NFL. Well, you just look at and I, and I know Baker Mayfield had a good game on Sunday, but but for the most part, these rookie quarterbacks who were picked all picked higher than all, all uh, picked Lamar higher. They, they were the top three, and, right? and, and, and all have said to have uh, like better, be, like better, more passer, more rating. NFL Raider, NFL ready passing ability. Yes. Um, and all of them have struggled passing the ball. So Lamar's all of a sudden going to go in there and be awesome. I, I mean, the only yeah. argument you can make is they're doing this for the future. But you're right. Then, the then why not just work. wait until you lose to the Bengals and then put him in? And then you can, and then there's no reason. You don't need 
like treat. I think with Joe Flacco because he's been here so long and he's won a Super Bowl with us. He's not the kind of guy you sneak out on a fake injury. Right. He's the kind of guy you give the respect to. You let him play. When you make a decision to go to the future, you make that decision and you tell him and you sit him down. Um, we had a similar conversation with 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 um, about Adam Jones this year, right? Yes. When we had to move Cedric Mullins up, and we said, "Okay, the times." And thankfully, I mean, there's not. I don't know if Joe Flacco, like Adam Jones, swung the right now, field. The, the Orioles tried think, to screw that up. Also, I don't think Joe Flacco is going to swing to to tight end or wide receiver. They're just probably going to nah. bench him. We, we've all uh, seen him go at his wide receiver <laughs> yeah, when Lamar takes the ball. It doesn't work. It's, it's, it's not pretty. So I expect um, that that Joe Flacco too. I think he's going to play. And if he doesn't play, I would. I honestly, I think RG three right uh, now that, is probably gives you a better chance to win than Lamar Jackson. Right. And so RG three is not part of the future, but if you're just trying to win on Sunday, which John Harbaugh's trying to save his job, I think. Uh, and so I think either Joe Flacco most likely, but if not, then RG three. Yeah, and that's what kept me busy on Twitter this weekend is RG three because I totally think the only reason RG three has been on this team, the only reason he's still on this team, is to have a veteran backup in case Joe goes down. Yeah, that's the whole reason he's here. They they don't activate him on Sundays. Not because he can't throw the ball. They don't activate him on Sunday because they're doing that two-quarterback yeah, stuff yeah, with Yeah, you Lamar. don't activate three quarterbacks. You're not planning on using your second quarterback or your third quarterback on a Sunday. Yeah. Now, and, and even if – I would say even if Lamar starts and struggles mightily, you pull, the you RG3 will be in there quickly. I think even – I think there is no – all right, let's say Joe dies. All right, Joe's not around. I don't know why you go there. His, his, his he, he lost his. He, Let's say he gets a back case pneumonia, and, right. he, and he gets healthy. And he's, stu- he heals, he's stuck on that Segway. He can't play. Yeah. Okay. He gets right. lost, flat tire. All right. There is no way I still would bet money that Lamar does not play more than half the half the game. Yeah. That, I, that, that's that true. even if you say, all right, Lamar's a starter, you're mixing RG three in a lot. Not in the you, way you, you think. You think Lamar starts and RG three turns into Lamar, and they just bring him in on running plays, no, like they did with not the- quite. I I lean more towards when John was making comments last week and said, uh, "We've been thinking of new ways to get Lamar in. We might give him a whole drive." Right. I think of it like that. Like, okay, we'll give Lamar the drive to start the game, right. and then we'll put in RG three. Yeah, I could see something like that. But again, that seems weird. Again, only because this is like a, a do or die win. game, yeah. and I don't. I would not put all my all my uh, what is it eggs, eggs apples in one basket. I wouldn't put them, I wouldn't give them to Lamar and say here carry the basket down yeah. the field. Yeah, I, it's gonna be. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be. It's got to be Joe. Um, I my, my my wife has some hip issues being pregnant. I'm, they're connected, I think. <laughs> Joe, are you saying Joe's hip? pregnant? No. You, you, but my wife. I mean, it's as good as Crutch's story. My wife goes twice a week and sees a chiropractor. They do something with the crack of the neck. They move the hips, and all of a sudden she feels great. Right. I'm sure Joe could see a chiropractor or something, have him that's, do his little and magic, that's, and then that's move my on. Other, that's my other argument about Joe is they've got the best doctors, the best trainers. And Joe's tough. Joe's right? tough. Like, we're, he doesn't miss games. Right. Well, unless you – know. I don't know. What's Joe, 35? I think, I think 33 or 34. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 38. And I, I, I'm sore. I told you I was sore just from the cold weather. Yeah. So I get what he's going through, even though I haven't been hit by a Steeler. Yeah. Your body hurts. It's part of growing up. It's part of getting old. But this old. sounds more like the, just the Knicks. But like this, this sounds a little bit more than that. Maybe. Maybe. But he played through the game. That injury, that hit yeah. happened early in the game. Yeah. And but he I, couldn't sit on the bench. And I know adrenaline will get you through the game, and then you can go. But you know what else happens? Is the next In two weeks, when you, when you go through all that physical therapy – if it's nagging you a little bit, you get that little uh, shot, and then you go on out there and you play through it. Especially in a game where, forget about this being Harbaugh in the hot seat, Joe's attached to John Harbaugh. Yeah. And and if they don't make the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of push for, all right, it's time for the Lamar. Oh, it's it's done. It's I done. I think if they don't make the playoffs, right. I think Joe's, Joe, so Joe's Joe, going to. Yeah. So Joe, forget about John Harbaugh wanting his best guy out there to win the game. Joe also needs to play, get out there and play oh. and continue to fight through this oh. there. Oh, my gosh. If Joe has – I mean, if, if Joe misses one week and Lamar's good, Joe's done for, for, for the year, right? Like, well, he's, he has every reason to not want to miss a game. He's no way – I mean, he won't be Wally Pipped. I, I, I'm, I'm confident in saying that. If Lamar comes out and has a great game and they win, oh, yeah, then do you think be. Lamar is – the yeah. guy now? Oh, yeah, but I is. but I don't think Lamar comes out. That's yeah, a great game. I don't either. That's the problem. I don't either. Uh, but but even but, if Joe doesn't return here, Joe's still playing 
Yes. You get a starting job somewhere else in the league. Joe is the yes. Joe Joe will have a job in the league next year. Yeah, no jo- question. Jimmy on the uh, the the Facebook. We're live on Facebook and Twitter and everything. He says Joe's going to be great in Tampa Bay next year. That's probably. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's probably uh, he's going to be. I, yeah. think, I think he's going to be pretty good somewhere. He, he uh, is. Man, I could see him. Um, what, who's the, who's up at the Jets? No, they just drafted a guy. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they just got the, the Bills. Uh, maybe or something. the Bills. No, they just. Their guys, all, they've got all those young guys. Rose, Rosen's in Arizona. Oh, yeah, Rosen, Arizona. Allen's in, um, in, in, in Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. They all drafted quarterbacks. Um, yeah, so Joe's going to be a quarterback next year. Maybe the Jaguars could use him. Maybe. Uh, Miami, I don't know who's down there right now. Well, right now, Osweiler, and before that, it was Tannehill, who's not great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, and, yeah, so, I, I mean, I think it's going to be – so they're all playing for kind of their careers right. next year. Yes. Um, and so – this game, for all those reasons, huge. It's so a, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. But you're right, John Harbaugh has no reason to reveal his hand. Right, like this is kind of a good news for him. Ah, you be quiet. If Joe, if now if Lamar is playing, this is bad news because the Bengals now are planning for Lamar and, and scouting him, which they wouldn't have been before. But if Joe Flacco plays, this is kind of good news for for Harbaugh because right. they just wasted a whole a whole bunch of time planning Focus for on Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. Sure, and this is also going into also if you're Joe, you want to play this Bengals game because this Bengals defense is suddenly really really bad. And teams are beating them up, and we have the opportunity to to uh, beat them and and split with this. Yeah. So, so are you are you go, um, going into Sunday's game? Um, by the way, the Jets quarterback is Sam Darnold. That's um, a Darnold. Uh, but he he didn't start last week. Josh McCown is the guy who got trounced by the Bills. Right. That that, that team's a joke. Um. Uh. What was he gonna say? Oh yeah. Oh, are, yeah. Are, how are you feeling about the Bengals? Are you are you feeling optimistic? Whether it's Joe or Lamar, do you think if Lamar starts, we're done? We have no chance. I, uh, but if Joe starts, how do you feel? I don't think Lamar starts. I think Joe can beat the Bengals. I think RG three. I think RG three can beat the Bengals. I my hesitation with this team and anyone who wants to say Joe's looked poor, I think I, I keep pointing to the offensive line. And Joe looked really good for the first three games. After that, our offensive line got really beat up. Isn't that though like kind of advantage Lamar if he's back there because the offensive line maybe at least he can maneuver and not just sit back there and get trounced. Maybe, but I don't think Lamar can throw the ball, so <laughs> that's the problem. But I think that I think there's two things going for us. Our offensive line is getting healthy, and I think this two this bye week came at the perfect time that our offensive line. I think Stanley might even be back for the Bengals game, and that'll be huge for the Ravens. And I think that's when, as long as Joe's back, we start to see Joe playing well again. Because with that offensive line falling apart, he's been rushed an awful lot. And for a guy who's already kind of slow going through his progressions, uh, a rushed line where he doesn't have confidence in that line has turned him into the look back to look one location, throw to that one location type of quarterback. So I, I am confident because I think the Bengals have fallen apart. And I don't think they're uh, that good of a team right now. Yeah, but the question is how how good are the Ravens? Uh, it'd be it. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. The Bengals just fired their defensive coordinator. Yeah, I know. So Marvin Lewis has taken over. Uh, Reigns rain, 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 there as defense coordinator. Right. Yeah, they, I mean they they look terrible, but again the Ravens haven't looked that good either. So I, I no, I, they I, haven't. And it's a it's a divisional game, so they always tend to be close. Um, I think Bert would remind us here that we're saying we're going to lose to the Bengals. I mean we're going to you're going to beat the Bengals because they're bad. I think Burton yes. right now would bring up Browns. the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's really... a but it's a home game, right? It's in isn't it in Baltimore? Uh, yeah, uh, I should know that. I'm pretty sure it's a home game. Yes, it's got to be a home game. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and 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 that's what made the loss to the to the Saints all the more surprising too, because because that was in Cincinnati that the right Saints blew them out. Right. And the other thing for the Ravens is if you get past this Bengals game, I think the next week you play the Raiders, so you can say, all right, if we can win this one, we get we get a string of two. We can get back in this thing. Yeah, so, yeah, and we'll, and we'll see how with, the rest of the AFC plays. But yeah, right. But I mean, that's reasons to not bail on Joe yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll let we'll let it play out. I'm my mentality for this though, and I know some people and Bert is one of them has already written the 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 team off. This is, yeah, um, but my mentality is, I've been looking. I've been looking a lot more about with the Orioles stuff. <laughs> And Talk about a team that's written off. I'm not going to be able to root for them for many rest longer. And with kind of the change of the guard um, of 
Or there's just not a lot of ho- to root for with the Orioles. And with the change of guard potentially coming for the Ravens, it feels like maybe the next year for the Ravens and the year after could be a little bit rough. Yes. And so I feel like I'm running out of time to really be invested and root and us really having winning chance. And this could be the last week in a while where there's a, a reason to be really invested in the Ravens game. So you won't find me going to Costco. I am all in this week for the Bengals because I don't know how many other weeks they'll be left like right. this where you can be all in. Of course. Yeah, because if you lose to the Bengals, then who cares what you do to the Raiders next week? Right. Your season's I'm over. I'm no longer invested. And, and, and maybe you know next what? year after that, too. If you lose to the Bengals, that game against Oakland, a bad team, sounds like a great confidence builder to start Lamar with. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that that's a very likely possibility if they lose. Yeah. Uh, I saw someone mention, I can't see old comments for some reason on the Facebook. Okay. Because I want to mention, someone said that Bert should skip uh, Costco and Costco. go to Al- Aldi. And go, and go to Aldi's. Yeah. Aldi? Aldi? Yeah, I don't you know what Aldi is. No, I don't know what it is. Okay, we got Aldi's out here by, by I, I always thought it was a trashy grocery store, is it not? No, no, it's kind of like, it's like Trader Joe's type oh, stuff. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a fresh and green. No, Aldi's and Trader Joe's actually are owned by two brothers. Um, Wait, but are they like like John and Joe Harbaugh? Yeah, but I, I think I don't know if they're feuding brothers. Like, who can come up with the bigger grocery chain? Does um, one wear? Does one but wear? They're, but they're uh, brothers. Tacky pants all the time, and no, but I can't go to Aldi's uh, alone because Aldi's has that system where you have to put a quarter in the in the in the cart to get the cart out. I've never heard of such a thing. Wait, you pay to get the? Oh, it's like at the at the mall you just, when you get yeah, the, you when just you hold it there, and so it, it makes sure that you have to return it to get your quarter back. So it so. It, why do I care about a quarter? Well, the, the the mentality is that that'll compel you to put the cart back. So they they only but, have like two employees to work at the whole grocery store. But I don't so have people aren't tracking. That I cart. don't carry change. You mean if I have like a credit you card? Have to have a quarter. All right, and let me guess: is there a big candy machine right next to it so that when you get your quarter back, you can buy some candy? No, there's not. But that's a great idea. Why? That's, but it's but the that system, should be standard. Uh, but I went there one time by my by, by myself, and I was doing it, and I couldn't exactly figure out how to do it. And there was three people like looking at me, and I just walked away because I don't want to stare there and look like an idiot trying to I, put a quarter and get the cart out. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm done. So, so now I only go with my wife, and I make the wife get the cart. Um, yeah. But you also, and someone mentioned, and, and Jonathan is right. You got to bring your own bags. Um, you load so that, your own groceries. So that's like uh, that's like Costco or Price Club or whatever. The, like the big box stores, they never give you bags. Okay, yeah, but but you bring your own bags and you put your groceries in the bag yourself. Um. All right, it's you know a, it's very. Uh, I went kind of do it yourself. That kind doesn't kind of place. That doesn't. I don't get that. But it's cheap food. That that's there. They can cut down. Okay, on hold on. But you said it's like Whole Foods. Food. No, it's not. I said like Trader Joe's. It's tra- I thought Trader Joe's was expensive food. You you can you can get a banana there for like a nickel. They got the cheapest bananas you will ever find in your life at Trader Joe's. <laughs> okay. No, Trader Joe's is affordable. Is but it? it just yeah, it's just whatever's in season they'll have. So they don't have a wide variety of things. <laughs> okay, sometimes. but they got but the, it's cheap. But they got the peanut butter pretzels. That's a Trader Joe's thing. Peanut butter pretzels? Yeah. They got those. The little nuggets. The, the chocolate-covered coconut almonds. That's my uh, thing. I got some chocolate-covered bananas upstairs. Okay. Um, I went to Giant. <laughs> speaking of grocery stores, I went to Giant uh, this weekend for the first time in a while. I never go to Giant. And when they have this, when you walk in the Giant, they have a little scan machines. Like you would walk around like if you're doing like a wedding registry or something. Yeah. But the idea is you scan everything as you put it in your cart. And then you go up and you dock the little scanner and just pay. What? Yeah. A giant? A giant. That sounds like an, an Amazon store or something. Yeah, and I don't know how it works because I was too scared to go use it. Yeah. But I read the instructions and it said – Did you, you see someone using the, it? No. But I went to self-checkout and they had a dock where you can put it in and it said to dock the thing there and then just pay. So apparently you then don't have to take all your groceries out of the grocery cart. Because you're scanning them as you put them in. Yeah. I don't know what that means for bags. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe those people bring their own bags. And you just put the in the bag as you're shopping. I guess so. Cutting out the middleman. I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's weird. I don't know. Yeah, confuse me. I just go uh, Trader Joe's and Aldi's. I haven't been to a a Food Lion, a Giant, a Safeway in, in a long time. I go. Uh, we go Safeway. Yeah. It's just because it's convenient. Yeah, it's I remember. Not my, when, not my favorite. I remember when that Safeway first opened up. What, we were in high school or something? No, college. No, after that, right? Well, yeah, no, that they remodeled it. Remodeled. Remodeled. That it. was the place to be. Yeah, yeah. it was. Not too that long ago. Yeah, not too long ago. Um, I want to get into some Orioles talk. You sure? Grocery talk is really interesting. 
Yeah. And we could, I went to Richmond this weekend, too. Which oh, we but Wegmans is the best. And what's the place down I, in North Carolina? I like that place. I like Harris, Publix? Harris Teeter. And they opened one up in Pasadena, and I, Harris Teeter is my favorite grocery store. I, I think that's considered Seminole Park, right? Is that Pasadena? Um, I think it's – I don't know what – I think it's – you know what? It's Pasadena, but they probably say they're in Serena Park. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, I like that place. That's just my favorite nearby. Okay, well – But um, Wegmans is a good lunch spot. I've never been to Wegmans, but I'm a working man, so I can't go to Harris Teeter. But, but good for you to be able to afford that. Is Harris Teeter more expensive? Oh, yeah, it's more expensive. It's not Whole Foods expensive. But it's, it's not Whole Foods. But, it, but it's, 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 the, it's a step above the Safeway. Step above. Step above, all right. And Trader Joe's is a step below that as far as price goes. You guys to know. You know what? <laughs> Apparently, Buck Showalter's an Audi shopper. If you want to use that for your transition to talk Oriole talk. Okay. Uh, but uh, Audis. 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 Okay. Yeah. He okay, likes, he likes say it. Buck, Buck Showalter say it. likes Audis. How do you know that? Uh, Jimmy posted it in the comment okay, section. Jimmy, I, 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 no I don't clue. know. What, Jimmy, did you see Buck Showalter's Audis before? Did you see him put a little quarter in? He doesn't seem like the type of guy that carries quarters with him. In those, in those little manager pockets? Oh, you're right. He can keep a quarter those in there. Those little baseball pockets? Yeah, he can keep a quarter in there. That's true. But uh, did you read Buck Showalter's letter to like fans that was posted on Birdland uh, Baltimore Baseball this week? Yeah, read it with a box of tissues. Yeah, it's 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 very, it was very interesting to me. I don't think we've seen that from a leaving manager before. Like When John Harbaugh leaves, he's not going to write a letter to the fans. Oh, I think he will. You think he will? He's been here as long I as, guess. as long as Buck Showalter has. I mean, he's yeah, been here a long true. time. Yeah, that's true. I so. mean, that that is part of the Buck Showalter John Harbaugh thing is that they actually built a friendship because they were both here long enough. Yeah, and they were. And that's the key, right? Like most managers in today's leagues are are here here today, gone tomorrow. Uh, the yeah. uh, Buck Showalter's been was he been here for what eight and a half years or whatever? Yes. John Harbaugh's going to be here for nine or something, and so. Um, that there, there's an attachment to to the fan base, but Buck Showalter's letter it was it was I don't know it was typical Buck Showalter right it was it was nice but it was, it was also like not exactly what I wanted it was like give me more yeah I thought it was fine it was fine it was nice yeah uh, it was a nice gesture right um, I'd rather him come on three three six I would too and officially <laughs> say goodbye yeah and that, or or any podcast and say goodbye actually reach out to the fans yeah I I always love and I'm gonna really miss him his interviews um I'm really gonna miss that. Because uh, he's always great behind the mic. And whoever we get next, whoever the manager will be. There's no way he's as good. There's no way he's as good as the interviews. Um, right. And like I mean, and that Buck even mentioned that in the letter about how, like, you have to do it. You ha- he had to do the mass and stuff, but also, like, knew he owed it to the fans. And how many times in football you see managers a lot that don't want to talk to the media. Yeah. In baseball, I know it's required, and I, you know what? After the truth every is, game, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, think is, about it. football; they got to do it what a handful of times, right? Baseball, we're talking about 162 times. Get out right. of here! And you know what? For the truth is, I haven't seen other manager reports, um, but that I just Bucks were enjoyable, no matter how the out- well, game ended. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw a lot of before Buck got here. We we heard we saw a lot, and yes, um, I, I the there's been some interesting stuff written on the internet about the Orioles. I want to get to some of it. Uh, fan graph um, fan graphs i want to start there so before uh l- let's start with this most recently they put out um what's this guy's name carl craig edwards just today put out an article about the top prospects yep top prospects um couple things i didn't realize i didn't realize i knew vlad guerrero jr was good i didn't realize like he's on a different level than everybody else. Yes, like they, as far as a power hitter, yes. They like they they they, they put a uh, they they took the top one hundred and thirty one prospects and they put a and fan graphs all these nerds put a a, a money value on them. Like okay. How, what money value is this prospect? Gotcha. Vlad Guerrero was number one at one hundred twelve million dollars. That's how they valued him. One hundred twelve million dollars. Okay. The second guy was Fernando Tatis. At sixty-five million, so he was all right. So he, he was, was double, double number two. What the number two guy? Well, there is. was a lot of talk about bringing Vlad up this past season. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think next year he's far and away the favorite to win rookie, the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, which was just you guys just right before we came on air. The Rookies of the Year were announced too, which we can get into. All right, I didn't see that. Yeah. Saw Nick Markakis has has award he, season for him. Okay, he did not win Rookie of the Year though. Yeah, he just took away everything <laughs> else. A uh, hundred and thirty-one prospects were listed on here, and they're prospect value 
financially. All right. I we just thought it was interesting. We don't, we don't have any, do we? Not a single Oriole in the top <laughs> 131. This is, we are a rebuilding team. We traded away all our oh best my. players to rebuild the farm system, and we have zero players in, in Fangraph's top 131. I mean, 131 is enough for every team to have four players on the team, on the, on the, on the list. And we have zero. And we have zero. So another, uh, another way to quantify our farm system is That's he, really bad. There was Craig Edwards also today. He was active today. Yeah. He released his farm uh, prospect, farm uh, system yeah. rankings. We weren't last. I saw that. Yeah. They, they, but it didn't make sense to me, so hopefully you can explain it to me. Well, they, they put how many players are rated at 70. Like, 70 was the highest rating. There's only one player in baseball, one prospect who has a 70 rating, and that's Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, and then the next level down is 65. Next level down is 60. Next level down is 55. Next level down is 50. And the level after that is 45. And that's where you find our first Oriole. So we don't have any of these kind of top guys. And so, anyway, they're, they're valuing the, the farm system and their ranking of, of players. The Orioles were number three from the bottom. So Boston and Seattle were now, worse. Now, and that was my question for third you. Third from last. How is Boston worse than the Orioles? Is it because they just brought all their guys up? Yeah, I guess, I mean, they, they brought Devers up, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I'd also keep in mind, like, they had Mankata, which was a big name, right. they traded for sale, so I think also But that's what I mean, they've, they've used all their guys up yeah. in the past, like, two years, so now they've rebuilt again. I mean, they'll quickly pass the Orioles in, in, in farm system rating. Yeah, and it doesn't matter because they have a young core who's going to be around. Right. So their farm that, system doesn't matter this year, it matters in four years, and we'll see how it looks in four years. Right, this is when you're, uh, right, when you go... Uh, to the World Series, your farm systems can be the worst. It's supposed to be the worst because you put it all together to get yeah. there. If you look at the top farm systems, the San Diego Padres, the Atlanta Braves, which is kind of ridiculous because they were good this year. Right. And they said if... Uh, That's what makes the Braves an exciting team. And their and their best player for the Braves, one could argue, is the 19-year-old or 20-year-old Ronald Acuna, who if he was still in the minors, they would have the top minor thing. But after that, it's, it's San Diego, Atlanta, Chicago White Sox, Tampa Bay... Toronto, Cincinnati, Minnesota, Detroit. So all teams who are rebuilding. Right. Uh, and so, and then the Orioles are third to last who are also which rebuilding. Is, right, which but, doesn't – it's crazy. It's, I find it a little surprising given how we traded away Manny Machado, Kevin Gossman, Jonathan Scope. Um, did we put all of our eggs into, into the uh, international basket? And it didn't really help All for our, Victor Victor? Well, that was just the Kevin Gossman deal. The rest of those trades – all show, well, because none of them, besides, um, uh, besides Scope. what? Uh, no, what's no. his name from 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 the Dodgers? Our new outfielder. Yeah. Yep. I'm blanking for some reason. Yadier. Um, uh, you, I'm leaving you on this. Yeah. That we, right. The guy we got for Manny. Yeah. I don't know why I'm blanking on him. Um, outfielder for Bowie Diaz. Diaz. Yes. Uh, there it is. But uh, besides Diaz, there was no big names. There was no top prospects. We. Got, I don't know if this is the best we could get, but we got quantity of like triple A arms in the form of like Evans, uh, Evan Phillips, uh, and 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 uh, Joshua Rogers, um, and Dylan Tate. We got these higher end guys who aren't at all top prospects, right? So they don't help our prospect rankings at all. So, right, our top prospects below Diaz is Ryan Mountcastle, who was a guy we've had that we don't know. Uh, D.L. Hall, Austin Hayes, Grayson Rodriguez, Dylan Tate, yeah. Luis Ortiz, th- Hunter Harvey, yeah. uh, Caden Greener. It's all guys who have been around. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, D.L. Hall and, and Grayson Rodriguez haven't been around, but they're almost too young to appear on those. Like, if they right. had big years this year, they, they, they could pop up on the, on those rankings. Um, right. So, they okay, sure. So, we've got guys who are younger, you could say. Yeah. But it's all. But you could also say that we didn't start our rebuild until August first, right? So, and we haven't been participating which means, in the international free agency, right? Which means next year is going to be bad. But you know what will happen next year is we'll we'll go from twenty eighth to twentieth, maybe. Yeah. That's a big jump, isn't that? A, I think that might be a big jump. That's a big jump. But then say the next year we jump to sixteen, and when you get to around that twenty to fifteen, that's when you start to be. All right, you could be competitive. Yeah, and that's when you start to get excited about the future. Yeah, but but Josh, arguing against that, 
why will we move up in those rankings? I don't so know. Much. I don't know. Because we traded We're, away all our best assets. All right. Here's I, I got get, the answer. Yeah. The answer is Bobby Wood Jr.? No, no. The answer is because we are scrapping everything. It's not like we're just decided where we're building. We got rid of the manager, the GM. We decided we're going to hire a president of baseball. We're hiring an analytics department. We're doing all this. The, the only way we go up is that we just burned our ship down and we're rebuilding. Like, and, and it's not that we're rebuilding from this thing that we already had. We're starting completely over. We're starting at zero. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost impressive that we're not the worst farm system in all of baseball, actually, considering how we don't participate in national food. <laughs> right, right. And considering how, where, some of how our best arms always tend to get hurt. That like is Hunter true. Harvey and never turn into anything. Uh, the top prospects, the guys you hear about every year, they come from that international market. You're not hearing about a whole bunch of uh, prospects who are uh, Midwest American boys. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's true. Um, in fact, that leads us into the discussion of the two rookies of the year. Shoney Otani and Ronald, Ronald Acuna right. Jr. International both guys. Both international guys were the two rookies of the year this year. Um, Josh, how do you feel? Otani, I think the argument against Otani is, I think the only argument you can make against him, but first of all, I think it's awesome that he pitches, and I know he's had arm issues. Right. He pitches any hits, which I think sure. is awesome. I mean, that's what made him fun and exciting. Yeah. Um, the argument against him is he was like a professional baseball player before coming Right. It's kind of like the same argument they had against Ichiro Suzuki when he came here. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We, how many times do we talk about the jump to Major League Baseball, and no matter what league you're coming from, that Major League Baseball is different? So I will always uh, side with a rookie, even if you're 40 years old. Yeah. All right. Fine. Good. So, and Ronald Acuna Jr., I think that's a great pick for Yeah, he's just another guy that's just fun to watch. Yeah, another young kid. Uh, and so it's. I think those are two great picks for rookies of the year um unfortunately um and both international free agents right. who hopefully the orioles can can find those type of right. players right one day we'll have rookie of the year we've got to yeah I mean. um i i also want to mention one other fan graphs article if i may um we got a comment from the chat room about uh, losing 100 games with manny machado right. um here's a little fun stat the orioles last year with manny machado had a winning percentage of 289. Without okay. Manny Machado, we had a winning percentage of 292. So it went up 0.3 without and, and Manny any, Machado. And anyone who watched uh, Manny Machado in the playoffs knows clubhouse cancer. <laughs> uh, there's news out with that one, too. Um, real quick, and then I'll get back to the right, article. Right. Manny Machado, there's a, a report from – did you see this report from Jason Stark saying the Yankees – have, don't want it. Yeah, have downplayed their interest in Manny Machado, but they spent a lot of time already trying to find out as much about him as possible. And he, being Manny, is definitely interested in them. Okay. See, I heard that they weren't interested. I so think I he's more the... interested in him in them than they are. How much in him. do you think his interest peaked when he heard that they're not interested? Do you think that's it? He wants what? Uh, you know, soon as, right. As soon as you hear a girl isn't interested in you, you want the girl, right? I don't know. Does it surprise anyone that Manny would be interested in playing in New York? Where he, wa he wants the spotlight. And, and he, got, the a, spotlight. And he yeah. got a little taste of that in L.A., yeah. a little taste of that in the playoffs. So, yeah, go go to New York, and I hope you be the biggest jerk just like you were in L.A. No, I don't want him in New York. I'm going to be pissed if he signs the Yankees. There's, uh, there's free agencies, that, things I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Bryce Harper to sign with the Phillies because that would really stick it to the Nationals. Oh, that yeah. I have to play him in the division. And I'm hoping that Manny does not sign in, in the division because I don't want to play against him, so, um, especially with the Yankees. Yeah. Did you like uh, – you saw that the Nationals, I guess, offered Bryce Harper $300 million, Yeah. And he said no. Yeah. So – Well, you uh, know these deals nowadays. There have to be opt-outs every two years or right, something crazy like that. Right, of course. One of these guys, Manny or, or Har Harper, one of them's ended up in Philly, right? Yes, I They've think got so. They've got to. I think so. Is it wrong that I'm looking at teams like the Phillies and the Braves and, like, I thinking I want I think I'm going to be watching them a little more this season and kind of as the Orioles are going down I might check out, check out a few more National League games. Yeah, I I mean I I don't like I don't mind the Braves. I have no I mean I think their their mascot and their cheers are a little bit racist, but whatever. I don't care that much. I heard I heard the Phillies are interested in Nick Marquez. Are they? Yeah, so you can get all of, the all the Oriole fans talking about division swapping. I don't like the Phillies just because um I don't understand why Oriole fans on Twitter 
are also Philadelphia Eagle fans on my Twitter, too. I see a lot of that, too. I wish people would just have separate Twitter accounts for every part of who they are. Right. So their Eagle fan you part, have explain, a Twitter account You for want that. me to explain the Eagles part to you? Yeah. I think I've got the Eagles part down. Okay, I think you're going to piss off some Eagle fans here, but go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, yes, Eagle fans, go ahead. I, I'm speaking about you. I, I know where you're going to go with this. And yes, where are you, you going? Are. I'm going that a lot of us grew up in this area without football. Without, mm, without. These kids are younger. I don't yes, know. But their dad. Okay, maybe, maybe their daddies. Uh, their dads are probably a little older than us. Probably Colts fans. Colts, maybe Colts fans. Colts left when they were young, maybe. Right. Like Had to us. pick up a new team. Didn't want right. to go to the Redskins. You didn't want to go to the Redskins because you hate D- yeah, all that, things that, DC. That would be a trader move. Why not jump on the Eagles or the Giants, a team that's in the division as the Redskins, that comes to town once in a while, but is not the Washington Redskins? Is that your theory? That's my theory. Okay. I don't know the origin of, of, of Philly fans, but I, I don't like to see them on my Twitter. No, but that's not that's Philly fans. That, that's Eagles fans. Eagle fans, I yeah. Also, all right, yeah, because you're right. right. They're not fans of the Phillies. They're fans of the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. That's it. Yeah. The, other, all right, the other part two of that yeah. is Michael Vick fans. And when Michael Vick went to Philadelphia, Yeah, I thought you were going more like that, that, like what the Eagles were doing when they were kids and jumping right. on that band, I I, There is some of that as well. But do you think people should have separate Twitter accounts for things? Like when people tweet out personal things, I don't want to hear it either. Politics? Why do I follow only Orioles people? 400 people, is it, all Oriole people, and yet my Twitter feed is full of politics. Why I, is I'm, that? I'm, I don't know. I'm done with politics on Twitter. I don't think people should have separate accounts because I'm not – that would be like an Orioles forum. If I want to talk just Orioles, I can go to like Orioles Reddit or oh, something. Oh, but that is what is Twitter. I want Twitter to be for me. Yeah, see, for Twitter – Or Ravens, just Baltimore sports. For Twitter, it's for me. It's about like what's ever going on. I'll mix in some tech stuff, like work stuff, once in a yeah, while. Yeah, I don't like that either. But um, wait, wait, putting that on my. Twitter. But it is Orioles and Ravens primarily for me, or other uh, football, baseball. But yeah, I'm done. I don't need politics on on Twitter. Yeah, your, your boy McGuire needs to chill out with the politics. And is it is it Camden Chat that every now and then gets into climate change? One of them, or Camden Depot. One of those, like they're going on a, a rant of right, uh, like your Twitter stream, yeah. your Twitter name is Camden something. Is whether yeah. it's Chatter Depot, it's one of those, and then you're talking. And if you want to tweet about a, right. a, a global warming, I don't care if you do it, but but do it on another account. That's not why I'm following. And you know what? If if Camden's in your name, them, if your uh, O's fans problems, yeah, and you want to, and you're tweeting about non Oriole stuff, yeah, get that out of here. Yeah, and that's why he he does it right because we know the guy who runs that account. Right, uh, he's he got, has a, a separate one that I follow. A separate one too. Yeah, he's R- got Ryan like, Blake, and he's got a personal one where he put all his personal stuff. Right, and then he uses that one just for Orioles. Right, that's, that's how I think it should be done. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like that. Yeah, and I agree with that. Except I think if if I'm if my Twitter name is my name, like my Twitter account is yes. Josh Soroka. Yeah, so I'm you. gonna so I'm gonna tweet what is in my life, which is uh, Ravens. Orioles and other stuff. All right, fine, fine. But I know, not, but no politics. And that's how most people do it, and that's fine. But I just don't like it. I'm section three thirty six. I'm just tweeting. You'll never see a personal tweet on my Twitter. Well, we're just lucky that we get a tweet once in a while that's on true. your Twitter. That's true. Well, you were throwing some shade at uh, Tim Tebow, so I had to dust off the old phone cover and that wasn't tweet that again. wasn't that was not shade at <laughs> Tim Tebow. That was complimenting Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but anyway, I was going through this Fangraphs article before I got interrupted. Uh, all right, Fangraphs. They don't like the Orioles. Say the Orioles suck. Got it. Well, they've been saying this because Fangraphs, there was not a, a website happier that the Orioles sucked last year than Fangraphs because they've been saying, you know, since 2012. Right. And the Orioles have been proving them wrong. And they proven, but the, um, you, know, you know, for five years, their Twitter account's been blowing up with people just crapping on them because of their Orioles predictions. Right, so so this, they had to. This whole happy. article was dedicated to saying, ha, we got them right. Um, because the difference, the projected Orioles win totals. The projected Orioles wins by fan graphs for this year, they were projected to win 76 games. They actually won 47 games. That, boys and girls, is a difference of 29 games. So they underperformed by 29 games. Uh, and so even fan graphs thought they would do better. And if you go position by position, like they broke it yeah. down, catcher, first base, second base, shortstop, what their projected war was and what they actually performed. There is not a single person in the Orioles that, that performed at their level. Every single position performed significantly worse than of their course. projections. Do you know the two positions that performed the worst, the, uh, the most above their projected? Uh, below, you mean? That were projected to do something. And but, did the worst. But did the worst. So okay. A I'm going to say uh, 
5.8 and 4.5 for um, underperforming. Who okay. underperformed oh, the most? Who underperformed? Got it. The most. Like they had decent third, projections, but did the worst. Third base. I mean, shortstop. Manny Machado. No, shortstop was the best because you had Manny Machado there. Okay, I see. I thought what they projected to what he actually did might have been a big gap. It was still low. He re- right. they were projected five point two. He did four point four. All right, uh, Jonathan Scope. Uh, no, that that was down that was third biggest. The All first right. biggest was starting pitching. Okay, that makes sense. We were projected to do a nine point two yeah, war. We made we good moves. Point four Co- war. Brought in Cobb. Yeah, people in, were excited. Yeah. The second one, I don't know why our projections were. Anywhere for this, but first base. Maybe they thought Trey Mancini <laughs> they, was going to play more first no, base. What they think Chris Davis was coming back? I don't know. But they were rejected to do 1.8 war, and the actual war was negative 2.7, um, so a difference of negative 4.5. Um, but, like, in every possible – so the whole article was, was pretty much about this, that the Orioles were bad, yeah. but they also were the unlu- one of the unluckiest teams in baseball, too. And that's, and that's so why – So it's a combination of being bad and unlucky that make it uh, right. that make it is so uh, how are we going to win how are we not going to lose more than we did this year uh, well we probably won't be quite as unlucky as we were yeah. this year and isn't that we'll what we, isn't that what drove us crazy all season is the unluckiness it's like why we kept thinking through like may that the orioles could turn this thing around yeah because if you look at the roster like this is the same roster that did pretty decently the past couple of years and so how could you add Alex Cobb and be so much worse? It right, makes sense. right. Well, like pitching's always been your problem, so you fix the pitching. Apparently, yeah, you got in and Cobb, and but Cobb, remember how bad Cobb was when he first got here? Oh my! For like the first half of the season, he, he was, was horrible. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was embarrassing, and and that's Bundy when, really had a terrible year. That's when we had the uh, the talk about what is it the thing, and it wasn't working his slider. Yeah, yeah, and we thought it was back after the yeah. surgery after Tommy John. Oh, he finally has it back, and he did it. But then second half of the year, he did have it back. So, yeah, like starting second half. So, yeah. So, all right. So, the way we don't be the absolute worst team in baseball next year is a little, like, not lucky, but not unlucky. Just that we just play. No yeah. luck. No luck. Yeah. So, I think if we if we, um, if we just play, I think we're what? Like a 50-win team, maybe. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? If, everything, if everything goes well, we might hit 60. I think yeah. That's what I, think so, I think 63 wins is going is gonna to be a good year. That, yeah, that, that would exceed expectations I yeah. think, at this point. I agree. Um, uh, there was a report out by um, John Mioli. I don't understand how this works. I'm on the Carroll County Times website, All right. and I'm reading an article by John Mioli. Yeah, the they've, got, they've got a partnership with The Sun. Okay. All right. Um, so anyway, it's, uh, he, he, he did an update uh, today about the search for a GM. I'm sorry, search for a president of baseball operations. Or vice president of baseball right. operations, or an executive, a person, a person who's in charge. You know, I was on, uh, I was on Stan the fans show this weekend, the bat around. Yep. And we were talking, of course, about the Orioles haven't hired anyone, and how they were interviewing presidents and and this head person, and then and now that it sounds like they're hiring GMs, and are they or interviewing GMs, and are they trying to interview Some both on at the Twitter same are time? Using the term general manager, right. But do they mean general manager or do they just mean and, president? And yeah, Stan was saying, Stan's question to me was, did we just make up this concept that the Orioles were going to hire a president who th- would then hire a GM? And at first I said, maybe. And then I thought back and said, actually, Stan, no. The Orioles haven't said anything through this whole process, except they did make one statement. They put out a letter when they let Dan and Buck go. Right. And in that letter, they did say, we're going to hire a president who's then going to be in charge of all baseball decisions. So yeah. that would mean this president's in charge of hiring a GM, hiring a manager, yeah. hiring the new head of analytics since Our Lady left for Houston. Yeah, and, and the the fans didn't make up anything, by the way. This is what all the all the Orioles reporters have been saying. Right. Yeah, so I don't... Well, and but the, but the key is it all came from this letter from the Orioles. The only statement the Orioles have made during this entire process is this letter. Yeah. So that's all we can go for. We want to. Well, no, no, Josh. This is why you have reporters who get inside information yes. and report things. Agreed. But so far, the local reporters have nothing. Anything that we're reading. Well, we have names. All right, fine. We got names. Not, does the names does John Mioli, Mioli say these are the guys the Orioles have interviewed, or there's rumors that these guys are have been interviewed? His his quote is this: "Here is a rundown of publicly known ca- ca- candidates." That's what he says. Them. Candidates. That doesn't mean that they were interviewed. That means that they're just they they're interested in the job, or that they're available. No, no. Here was it says. It says in the article 
that it's been a it, the search has been kept quiet on purpose by John and Los Angeles, but some candidates were told at the time of their interviews that a decision would come this week. Okay. So some candidates were told. So this week, this is inside information. All right, it's coming this so week. So you're saying next week we finally have some Oriole news to talk about? We will, according to John Mioli, who's an a, a insider here. All right. And All right. I, I'm reading his article. He's an insider, and I don't have to pay to read his article because because he's on Carroll County or wherever you're going. Yeah. Um, but anyway, here, here are the names he lists. Right. Um, ben Charrington, we've heard before. Yeah, Ben Charrington. He's an interesting name. I kind of like him from he's, the perspective of he's, he's a Toronto guy. Right. Used to be Boston guy. Yeah. He hired the, uh, who is it, Farrell, the manager? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right, right. Right before they won the World Series. Yeah. He hired him. So and, I like the Charrington guy. And the Charrington guy is currently holding the job that Duquette wanted a couple yeah, years so ago, there's right? Some, there's some irony there, right? Well, he's he's the number two man over there at the Blue Jays system. All right, gotcha. Um, so I think there's some irony there that we're poaching their guy when they try to poach our guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I like, but Toronto, if you look at their farm system, one of the best farm systems in baseball. Right. So there there could be like he's like doing the, something right over there in Toronto. Right, and I like the Boston pedigree. I, I like that move. Yeah. The other guy, he's because, al- already an AL East guy. Yeah, I'm okay with Ben Charrington. If you told me that's our guy, I would be happy with that. The other guy, Mike Elias. Uh, from the Houston Astros. He's right. the assistant general manager. Um, he serves as their uh, director of domestic and international scouting. Right, which so we need help guy. in a lot. Yeah, and a, a good background of scouting going back to St. Louis Cardinals who who really know how to scout and, and get players. So he seems to, from a scouting perspective, he seems to be the best guy out there. And so you really like the name Mike Elias. Yep. I, I think that sounds like a, that one sounds great a too. good win to me too. Yeah. The next guy who doesn't seem to fit what all, like one Are of those, you going like, Coletti? Yeah, Ned Coletti. What, I don't, Mr. Get him out of here. Yeah. Coletti seems like a guy we should have hired 15 years ago. Not now. He's, I don't even think he's in baseball right now, right? Isn't he just like doing consulting or something? Um, I don't think he's currently high. Like he's a former Dodger. He was Dodgers, with the Dodgers. Right? Yeah, I don't, he's, he, his quote on analytics yeah, I don't is, know what he's doing now. is that he's not an analytics guy, but he's open to the idea. Yeah. Idea. I don't want Ned Coletti anywhere near Baltimore. Yeah, I get him out of here. I don't. Based on who else is on this list, I don't think he's a serious candidate either because it doesn't make sense. He doesn't fit. He, it's like I think he was just brought, brought in here for information, kind of consulting, all right. um, on like, how to set this up. Like, let's get one of the old guys in here. Yeah. Well, yeah. To, to see. Uh, yeah. Right. I don't, so I don't he's, yeah. It's a little one of these guys is not like the others. Yeah. Um, the other guy, Ned Rice, is a familiar name. I like Ned Rice. He's a guy who's with the Phillies now, but used to be with the Orioles. And I liked him when he was here. I like. I like. He's done good things for the Phillies. Uh, Andy McPhail, uh, disciple. Yes, uh, and he's in. He he seems to be doing a little bit of everything. Uh, um, he calls it. And, uh, and John Mioli says a former do it all member of the oh, Orioles front so office. So he's the Brady Anderson of the Phillies. Yeah, a little bit. He's into analytics. He's into contract yeah. negotiations. Uh, uh, he's just he's he's doing he does a lot of good stuff and a guy who loves them right and a guy who's familiar with the warehouse knows yeah. the understands the situation here in Baltimore with ownership and all yeah and we're bringing analytics that's important to him yes bringing analytics I like so I, yes I like the Ned Rice name the other guy is Peter Woodfork I don't know much about this guy Peter Woodfork um, Harvard degree it says I guess that's now part of you well, mentioned that that that, um, that means you're an analytics guy is that what that means yeah. Harvard means analytics um. He is. Uh, he used to be with the the Red Sox front office um, as part of the player development side. He was with the Arizona Diamondbacks as assistant general manager, um, and then he's been working for Major League Baseball since two thousand one. There's, yeah. there's, I, I've heard this from Ken Rodenthal and other people have said it that the Orioles might consider hiring someone from baseball. And a couple of names here are executives within baseball, right? Not a team, because to try to. Um, mend what? the relationship between the Orioles and oh, Major League Baseball. So if we get Woodfork, maybe we'll get an All-Star game. Essentially, that's the argument here. All right, so you're here to hear first. We're getting Wi-Fi, and we're getting an uh, All-Star game. Yeah, so if they hire Woodfork, an All-Star game might be coming. <laughs> okay, all right. Just well, now, far. see, I was going to cross Woodfork out as a guy I have no interest in. Now I'm all in. Another guy who's like that is Tyron Brooks. Uh, and he's the guy who now works for Major League Baseball. But he, he's a Maryland guy. Um, and his job, uh, before joining MLB as director, his job at MLB is the di- diversity pipeline program he's in charge All right. of. That, that's an interesting, um, with the city of Baltimore, that's an interesting guy to bring in. Yeah, when he, you're trying to uh, 
kind of bring get the get the city to embrace the team. That's an interesting guy. Yeah, and he has a scouting background. Um, but again, not it doesn't seem like he has much experience high up in these organ, in the organization. Right. So it would be a nice guy to come in as a assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe number two. I don't know if he's ready for the top job. And the last guy listed is this guy named Scott Sharp. Um, again, he's a local from Sykesville. Um, he just completed. He was just with the Kansas City Royals as their vice president, assistant general manager. And the thinking here is. Kansas City is maybe like I don't know a season ahead of where we are with the rebuilding program. Right, they had that um, little blip, but yeah. But I don't, I don't where? buy the Scott Sharp because the Royals have shown that they have not shown a successful rebuild. No, yet. no. So I don't know why you're assuming. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like. Where's Where's Sykesville? I don't know. Isn't that in Maryland <laughs> it's somewhere? Maryland. I just have no clue where. I don't know where. Western Maryland, maybe. Maybe that sounds Probably. like a that's, Western that's Maryland the, that's place. That's the part of Maryland I forget. Over there by Westminster or something, maybe. Yeah. Uh, if only there was a way. But, yeah, but Charrington, uh, Eli- Elias, and Rice, those guys kind of excite me about coming to town. Yeah, the so other, there's multiple names that would the appeal other, to me. The other thing to stand out is the Orioles are not hiring one guy. They're hiring at least two office positions and then a, and then a manager. Oh, Sykesville's in Carroll County, so the Carroll County paper gives uh, okay. a shout-out to one of their own. <laughs> All right. All right, so, like, it's, you could say one of these guys comes in as president and the other comes in as GM. Yeah, and that's another thing, right? Because Ned Coletti could not be – he could be an okay decision if he surrounds himself right. with a bunch of genius nerds and he listens to them. I could see Coletti as president, not as GM maybe. Right, and bring one of these nerds in right. as GM. Right. But I, but I, I also – that term nerd in, in, the, in the most um, kind – the kindest <laughs> way possible. The most affectionate no, we way like, possible. No, we like can. nerds. Love nerds. But I also – but I love the idea of like an Elias and a Rice combo – you know, or even a Cheriton, bring Cheriton in. He's he's vice president now. Bring Cheriton as president and bring a guy like Rice in as GM. Yeah. I think that's intriguing as well. I don't think you can entice Rice with a GM spot though, right? Like I think What's he now? Assistant GM. Right? What's 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 the step above assistant GM? Yeah, but Josh GM. Co- titles. You're talking about titles. What's he gonna be if if he's a GM? He'll be working under Right, another guy. But you don't, you don't think the Phillies? But now in the Phillies, he's three down. He's president, uh, GM, assistant GM. Do do the this Phillies why, have a president? I, I don't mean, know. I mean, they have they have Andy McPhail. Do they have a GM under him? This is why Duquette wanted the Toronto job. Do you know what Duquette's title was? Oh, they all just make up titles anyway. Duquette's title was vice president. Yeah, and he we wanted didn't to be have president. a president. He wanted to be president. Yeah, so you just make up these different titles, right? But I, I believe I, they did tweak his title to keep him from going to Toronto. But I think someone like Ned Rice. And a lot of these guys, if you want to convince them to come to the Orioles, which I think is a tough sell at this point, right? Because you're starting from the ground up, you have to say like you're the number one, you are it. I don't think you can sell it like, hey, come over here and be our number two. Like you can get some guys like that, but I don't think these big guys like Ned Rice or even Unless- Elias will leave their posts as being number two or number three guys with great. I mean, the Phillies. Their future yes. is so bright. Right? Why would you come to the Orioles and be a number two guy? Because because in Philadelphia. There's not going to be an opening for GM for a while, because that future's so bright. That GM's sticking around. Okay, so, so, so you'll get some you'll get some World Series rings sitting around as the third string guy, or you'll be the right. second guy here and just lose, 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 lose. I, I think you have to. No matter who comes here for president, GM, whatever, you have to get them excited about a rebuild and get them excited about oh. make this team yours. You turn this organization around, and. You're not paying for a single thing in Baltimore for for your entire life. Oh, I th- and I think that's the thing that is intriguing. It has to be intriguing, right? It's it's why it's why the Cleveland Browns are such an intriguing coaching position in in football. Yeah, because everyone can envision if I turn this team around, when no one else could do it, I might go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I could be the world's best coach. You've got to look at the Baltimore Orioles and say, uh, a, a neat city. Yeah. The, one of the best stadiums in baseball with a uh, historically good fan base that's been on rough times. That's got to be something appealing well, and, and, for and, something to say, I'm going to rebuild and bring that team back to where they used to be. Yeah, and, 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 and more than that, there's hardly – besides. I mean, there's a lot of baggage with, with, with the Angelo family. But if you're on board as, as the Angelos's, which seems to be – are going to stay out of this. The brothers. The brothers. The brothers. John and Lou. Yeah. It sounds like they're going to stay out of it. Right. Now, if that's the case, it's kind of intriguing from the from the aspect of... What if? 
Well, you have no other baggage as far as Chris Davis has that contract. But outside of that, like you can yeah. literally shape the team however you want to shape it. Right. Because there literally is no identity with this team whatsoever. Sure. So you can kind of build this thing, not even rebuild, just straight build from the ground up however you want to yeah. build it. And it's been bringing pro- your own guys, yeah. whatever. You have the ability to do all and of it, that. And, and you've got the past few years to prove that if this team wins the fans show up oh, we got a great stadium absolutely that that if this team wins good the city base. the city gets excited the city turns orange yeah so you've got all this stuff that is appealing there's lots of cities where i think it'd be bad it'd be like why would you want to go there and coach but at the same time if you come here you're signing up to lose for the next five years yes that's part of the deal yes you hope it's not five years yeah, you, you, you hope you, you can hope short. It's three. You hope it's three. You hope it's three, but, but realistically, probably five. Right. You're, that's what you're signing up for. So the Orioles announced Assume this. Assume you don't get fired before. The that. Orioles announced this week that fan, the Fan Fest for next year. It's January 26th. The exciting part of that Fan Fest is going to be to see the new. Announcing a president by the The new maybe? president. You think there'll be a president by that? Hopefully there's a president. Hopefully yeah. there's a GM. Hopefully a manager. Hopefully a manager, but I'm not even worried. I don't even care about the manager at that point. What I want to see is the GM and the president. Take the stage and say, here's our plan. Look, stick with us. We know it's going to be some rough patches. We know it's going to be a struggle. Caution, hashtag caution wet floor. Right. Caution wet floor. Here's our plan. We're going to bring a championship back to Baltimore in five years. That's what I want to see. That's yeah. what gets. That's what would get me excited for Fan Fest. Yeah. I don't, the coach I don't care about because we haven't seen yet if it's a coach who's going to be here for the rebuild or a coach who's going to be a holdover coach. We don't know what's going on there. Right. And right now, I mean, at this point, it really doesn't, it doesn't matter. Don't it, care. It, what matters is the warehouse. Freaking, freaking Mike Bordekin. Who cares? Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I was just I was just looking. We went with a long episode for having a two-man show. Two-man show and a bye week. And a bye week. And Next. the Orioles not making any hires. Stay tuned. Next week might have to be like two hours long. I mean, if the if the Ravens are back to playing football and the Orioles make some announcements, yeah. what we're gonna have plenty to talk about next week. Is next week Thanksgiving week, or is that in two weeks? Uh that's a good question. We might have to switch the show around next week. Next week, if you want to next week is our Thanksgiving week. Yeah, so we might want to move the show to a different day next week. Sorry, we should talk when can it's you off not, the mic. Can you not do Monday? Well, I don't think can Bert do Monday. Bert's out. Bert's out next week as well. I know, but can, can, like, couldn't Bert do like a pre-Thanksgiving show or something? No. Bert, oh, he's not coming around for Thanksgiving? He said he can't do anything. Is he not going to be here for Thanksgiving? No, he's going to be here. He's got like a, he's studying for a test or something, so he's got to like spend all of his free time studying. Okay, but I'm just saying, if he's coming over to, to our parents' house for dinner Thanksgiving, we can hop on the mic before dinner or something. Or no, are we not oh, doing oh. Thanksgiving? I'm away for Thanksgiving. Oh, you're away for Thanksgiving. I'm away for Thanksgiving. All right, all right. I didn't know what you were talking about. Huh. Um, yeah. Next, if, you know what? If the Orioles announce something next week, we'll uh, then we'll postpone our Thanksgiving episode till the week after. Because we normally do like a thankful episode. Yeah. So, uh, all right. We'll have that coming up. All right. Yeah, I hope we have some talk about Monday. I think we will. Both the Ravens win a Lamar Jackson 300 yard passing game. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Oh. All right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening. Subscribe on iTunes. Write us a five star review. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. New new yeah. website. Go check out section336.com. New website. Okay, section336.com. And then when you get bored of that site, you can go to birdlandsports.com too, right? It's the same site. That's All the right. secret. <laughs> secret sauce. If you go to section336.com, it goes to Birdland Sports okay. slash section336. Okay, that's where I thought you were going with this. Yeah. All right, you can go right there. Yeah. I, I decided to combine them into one site rather than pay for double hosting. Oh, some kind of super site. Super site. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, you can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. As always, go Ravens. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.